What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Empire State Conservative Podcast. I am Pete. This is Evan. And we have some fun federal issues we're going to be talking about today. I'll break down some state things tomorrow on my solo show. But today, Evan, we're going to start off with the Planned Parenthood decision that has been getting a lot of press. So for those of you that didn't hear, Louisiana and Kansas were looking to defund Planned Parenthood in their states, and they brought the suit forward. It got to the Supreme Court, and everyone thought that this would be the defining moment where Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh would rule against Planned Parenthood and the crusade against Roe v. Wade would begin. Interestingly, which uh, to me is not surprising because he's always been kind of a moderate in terms of government intervention and things like that, federal government intervention, I should say, Justice Kavanaugh voted for Planned Parenthood and not for the states of Louisiana and Kansas. So, uh, Evan, this is more of a Medicare, Medicaid issue, excuse me, than a abortion issue. But what were your thoughts on this case? And is it as big a deal as a lot of people in the conservative movement are making it out to be? It is and it isn't. So you hit it right on the head. It is, they did say in their dis, in their dissertation. 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 Yeah, whatever. You know, legal stuff. Their decision. They're in their decision, their yeah. dissertation for their decision. Is that a thing? I don't know. That's stuff. Really but basically, what happened was in their in their comment section for you know their decision, um, they said it was a Medicaid issue. It's not an abortion issue. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people are pissed off about this. One, it's because they don't want you know Planned Parenthood getting money. They're not really. You don't really know what they're using the money for. Right. You could say, oh, we're going to use this money for contraception, but in reality, you are using it for abortion. On the other hand, it's the federal government interfering with the state's ability to decide who gets money for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is it is and it isn't a big deal. And the thing I can't stand the most about the left, and we're getting real, real early on this about hating the left, but there's a lot of stuff I can't stand about them. But the biggest one is they are so adamant about abortion. They're willing to fight so hard just for the right to kill a baby. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't make any sense. Listen, if you if I told you Planned Parenthood is going to stay open, they no longer could do abortions, but they can do everything else. Mm-hmm. The left would not accept it at of course all. Not. They wouldn't. So this, you know, they they hated Kavanaugh because they really came after him hard because they thought he would automatically be like, oh, Roe v. Wade's would be overturned because he ever had that it, power in the first that's place. Not, <laughs> that's not even how the Supreme Court works. Someone no. has to bring a suit to the Supreme Court looking to you, overturn Roe exactly. v. Wade. Exactly. You yeah. don't just sit on the bench and be like, all right, by the way, you guys are overturning Roe v. Wade now. <laughs> that's the topic of today's agenda. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not the way it works. So no. these people who don't even understand how the government works. You know, character assassinated this man, and then he actually did something good for them, and I guarantee now they'll still be like, well, you know he's a serial rapist. Mm-hmm. He's not. There's no proof. And this stuff is still going on. Yeah. That people are still calling him a rapist. Um, there was a video I saw earlier this week. It's a little bit old, but it's Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA, mm-hmm. and all these people are calling him a racist and a white supremacist and a rape apologist, and he's like, I've never done any of those things. Never said anything racist, and I've never apologized for anyone raping anybody. Just because he was wearing a shirt supporting Justice Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. Justice Kavanaugh was never never prosecuted, never tried. There was no evidence that he raped anybody. Zero. Zero evidence. Okay? So the the real issue with this has nothing to really do with abortion. It does and it doesn't. Because the issue actually up for debate wasn't abortion. 
was Medicaid. It was but, Medicaid, but abortion but is we covered. Don't want, yeah, we don't want them. The state doesn't want people. Don't want them using that money for abortion. Hmm. So before people get all out of sorts about Kavanaugh supporting abortion, he's not supporting abortion. They are basically saying that they ruled this way because it is a Medicaid decision. Yes, and this can't be surprising to a lot of people. And like Evan said, it is and it isn't related. Uh, abortion can be covered under Medicaid should you meet the criteria and. The whole state issue, and you know Louisiana and Kansas, was that they get to decide how Medicaid is distributed to folks in their state. And obviously, those two states did not want abortion covered under Medicaid, and thus that's why they wanted to defund Planned Parenthood in their states. Now, unfortunately, legally speaking, Medicaid is a murky area because it is often decided upon by the state governments, but it's also funded by the federal government, and that's why this case got to the Supreme Court in the first place. Now, in terms of Justice Kavanaugh. We don't really know how he's going to rule on abortion because, again, like Evan said, this really isn't an abortion-specific issue. Yes, Planned Parenthood does carry out tons and tons of abortions, but this is not specifically about uh, abortion. This is about Medicaid. Now, the one thing that I always wanted to talk about, we don't have to go into too much detail today about Justice Kavanaugh, is I feel that he wasn't questioned about his actual judicial rulings because all this crap, because they knew he was going to be confirmed. So all this crap with Christine Blasey Ford, the gang rape circuit that Avenatti um, drilled up with Julie Swetnick. I love how that's coming back to bite him in the ass. He's such a piece of garbage. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. You dragged and beat a woman in your own pl- in your own apartment. Yeah. And then, and then you didn't get prosecuted because you probably know somebody in LADA. Oh, he absolutely knows somebody. He, has, he definitely has a lot of people in high places that I'm sure worked for him because of his agenda. Yeah. And, you know, the only reason not running for president, he claims, is because of the type of attention it's going to bring to his family, who I'm sure are already ashamed enough because of who he's he is and what he does. He's absolutely. a complete piece of garbage. But, but, but getting back, so that was the whole topic of the Kavanaugh hearings. And he was confirmed because even the left and a lot of members of the left realized that. A lot of this was BS. This was just political posturing. And they were defaming a guy who in his personal life seems to be one of the most upstanding people in the country. Now, judicially speaking, he was one of the main writers of the Patriot Act. He's been a very moderate judge on the D.C. circuit. This can't be really a surprise to people. So I know a lot of us, myself included, pushed for him to get um, confirmed because of what they were doing to him, because it was more of a social issue at that point than him being confirmed or not confirmed based on his actual qualifications. So unfortunately, I think this has reared its head. We'll see. Time will tell if an actual true abortion case does come before the Supreme Court, and then his decision may have some more merit. But to me, this isn't surprising. This is pretty much in accordance with how he's ruled on past cases. Yeah, and the other thing is that you know, like you said, he is more of a moderate judge, and the thing that people didn't really realize was that people looked at him as this staunch conservative, and he's not. Which, yeah, he lied about that, actually. Yeah. Um, the one thing that he lied about during the confirmation proceedings, even prior to all this stuff with Blasey Ford and the rest, was that he was a constitutional conservative. He's, it's not. Again, if you write the Patriot Act, one of the most infringing um, acts in American history that infringe your Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights to a whole other level... If he's one of the main authors of that, and in many other cases, again, ruled moderately, and moderately meaning more towards the left in terms of bigger government and more government reach into your life, which is essentially all the Patriot Act is, then, again, you can't be surprised by rulings when he rules the left side of the court versus the right. Justice Roberts is 
he can't even call himself a conservative, in all honesty. He always, nine times out of ten, rules with the left members of the court. Yeah, but, but the le- and the other thing to remember, though, is that people really pushed him because he was nominated by Trump. Mm-hmm. So if Trump didn't get this elect, it didn't get this nomination, the seat stays open. And then if Trump would lose in 2020, now they would have more liberal judges on there. So, yes, it is a victory for the right because he is appointed by Trump, so he is he has conservative values. Sure. And he's going to the he's not going to, you know, rule against the second or anything like that. But the thing to remember is that this guy is not like he's not like us. He's not really he's not a constitutional conservative. He's not really, you know, for more states power. He's just more for conservative values, which is still important. But he's not a constitutional conservative. Doesn't make him a bad person. No. He's not a bad person, and he should have been confirmed. Mm-hmm. He was nominated, and he has every right and every qualification, and there's nothing that should have kept him from the bench, which is why we pushed for him. But he is not our ideal candidate, mm-hmm. but he de- 100% should have been confirmed, and he was. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what we're going to have to deal with until, uh, what's her name, G- Justice Ginsburg croaks, which oh, that's may or may not happen before 2020. It's still what's happening. Yeah. But I think she's already dead. <laughs> I, th- I think they're hiding her. They're I just think hiding her. They have a body double dead. out. Yeah, yeah, doing doing just, yoga and crazy. Shit. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean if that's all you have to they do, they hold the back of her head. You just get a mannequin for that. One of the other guys moves her mouth open. That's all it sounds like now, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, getting into more serious topics. So we're going to talk about our favorite New York State. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. And now I was called out a couple of times on YouTube and other areas about calling your Google eyes. So, you know what? You're right. We need to have a higher moral standing, even if it's at the left's expense. So, I'm not going to make fun of her because of how she looks or anything like that. But we will make fun of her about her policy and the stupid things that she does because it seems every single day she does something else that furthers. Uh, her stupidity. So, over the weekend, I believe this was, she and Donald Trump Jr. got into a feud on Twitter, and she said something that was extremely controversial. I even wrote about this on his blog, which was called The Dangers of Giving Ignorant People Power, which you can find on our website at empirestateconservativenetwork.com forward slash blog. But she said, and I quote, I have noticed that Junior here has a habit of posting nonsense about me whenever the Mueller investigation heats up. Please keep it coming, Junior. It's definitely a very, very large brain idea to troll a member of a body that will have subpoena power in a month. Have fun. So there's been, rightfully so, a lot of people in the conservative movement coming out and saying, this is something you can't do. Whether you're in office, which she's not yet, she's not in office until January, or you're not. Or you're coming into office. And this does have some ramifications. So why don't you walk them through what those ramifications are and why saying stuff like this is problematic as a future congresswoman. Yes. So future congresswoman, amazingly, occasionally coherent, is just, she really, really put her foot in her mouth this time. She literally violated the oath of her office before taking the oath of her office. Mm -hmm. Members of Congress cannot threaten private citizens with subpoena power. Because they disagree with them politically. And that's all this was. Yeah. Donald Trump Jr. made laughed, basically laughed at a meme that makes fun of her. And she got offended. Which is what people on the left do. Hmm. So the problem with this is that she want, she, this woman doesn't know three branches of government. She doesn't, under, she, doesn't, she doesn't understand finances. Meanwhile, we're pretty sure she lied about her finances. She's going to be on the finance committee with Maxine Waters, right? Oh, God. The two people who have no idea how to handle mm-hmm. money. Uh... 
you know, she doesn't understand that there are things that you can't do when you're an elected official. She thinks that she could just still stay whatever she wants, and she can't. And the real problem is that people on the left and people in her community look to her as this hero who's mm-hmm. going to give them everything they want. This woman is not a hero. This woman is a dimwit. She is. This is what she is. She doesn't understand anything. Yeah. It from economics to finance to what you the three branches of government to what you are and are not allowed to do to how to not respond to somebody on Twitter. Yeah. She doesn't get it. She's 29. She acts like she's 12. Yeah. The fact that people put this woman in office is sickening, it's dangerous, and honestly, it makes me fear for the future of New York City. Mm-hmm. Because if people are willing to put someone like this in office, who else are they going to put in office? Yeah. And they tout her as the future of the Democratic Party, not just in New York State. Which, she keeps like, doing this. She might not make it to January. Yeah, and we keep, we, we keep thinking that, but stranger things have happened. I mean, look at what happened in the last presidential election when everyone and their mothers thought that um, Trump was going to get blown out and he, and he managed to get through. Now, he's not nearly as much of a buffoon as she is by any stretch of the imagination. But this is problematic if you're already breaking these things and you're already making enemies on the hill like she has in, in different instances with this like Greenpeace bullshit that they're trying to push through. She's such a moron. I mean, I don't understand how a woman who's been accused of and, and rightfully so of fraud in Maxine Waters and her who complained about, despite having a war chest of close to uh, forty or $50,000, not being able to afford an apartment in D.C. for a few months leading up to her then making a close to $200,000 a year salary. Yeah. She's giving all that money away, right? She's going to pay for my health insurance with all that money, right? No. She's, she's, I, thought, I thought that's how socialism works. I thought that's what she wanted. No, socialism. It's cheaper. She just pays for it, right? Yeah, no. No, we pay for it. That's, that's why raising taxes that's is not, I don't like thing. that. Nobody likes that. But people elect them to office because they hear free health care, free education, free this, free that. And you hear free. Free you're like, all right. Up your ass. Yeah, well, that was... Necessary. From 8 Mile. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> I hate Eminem. We don't have to go into that today. But, uh, no, this is the future of the Democratic Party, and there are a lot of more radicals. I mean, we just know more about her because she's from here. She's from New York State, and they've made her the darling of the party because she's one of the youngest, not the youngest, to ever be a congressman. Youngest woman. Youngest woman to ever be a congressperson. But there's a lot of other radicals. We talked about, I forget her name, uh, Ilhan something from Minnesota who was pro-genital mutilation. Oh, and, the uh, Islam woman. Yes. Muslim person. Yes. And there's a whole bunch of other people around the country. There's a woman in Ohio who's going to challenge Nancy Pelosi for the speaker position in come January. There's a whole bunch of these radicals. Maxine Waters, who's openly telling people to harass people in public. Yeah. And who is friends with Louis Farrakhan, who hates Jews. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's a mess. And at this point, you know, I was talking, you know, I was telling Evan this before the show. I was talking with my my dad earlier. My dad is a moderate Democrat. And, you know, he's he's able to see the other side, even if he doesn't always believe in it. But he's not going to chastise me for disagreeing with him because I'm definitely more right of center than he is. But even he's starting to get fed up and he's starting to see that the values of the current Democratic Party are not in line with his values, are not in line with the values of Democrats even 20 years ago. And they're getting further and further and further to the left, which is posing a problem for the rest of America. Because you look at states like California, the fifth largest economy, I think touched on this one in the last episode. Yeah. Fifth largest economy in the United States. Oh, I touched this on my, on my solo show. And yet, they're in the most debt. 
because they continue to instill these state welfare programs that you can to pay for things and giving people free stuff that they can't afford to do and they just continue to elect more and more radically left people. We can't allow this to happen, especially when they don't, like Evan said, understand their roles and responsibilities and the restrictions on what they can do as a person in office. So congratulations again. I'm sure I'll be talking about her tomorrow. Every day. Every single goddamn day. She might, she might be the dumbest person in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's getting there. She's really, really dumb. It's, it's bad. So we're going to go into something else that's dumb, but luckily it's not Ocasio-Cortez related. And that is about what happened towards the end of last week over the weekend. Uh, first with Kevin Hart. We're going to Kevin Hart first, and then we'll go into Kyler Murray. So Kevin Hart, everyone knows, funny, extremely short, black actor slash comedian in the Jumanji movie and a whole bunch of other that things. That was such a good movie. It was, it was hilarious. But he's been over this before. And so, so long story short, he was announced to be the host of the Oscars. And... A couple of days later, people start bringing up tweets back from as early as 2009 and from as late as 2011. And we'll read them all off right here before we get into the actual ramifications. So the first tweet coming from December 2009, yo, WTF is going on with at Wayne215 and all this gay shit. Say it ain't so, man. Is he coming out of the closet? Then after that, Let's see. Here we are. Uh, retweet at WorkMagic614 isn't funny either. Is less than you look like a gay version of Chris Brown. Put a shirt on, fag. Then after that, a few days later, look how gay at H Goodspeed looks when he sleeps. It looks like he's dreaming about whistling. LMAO. Then he tweeted in January of 2011. Yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop, that's gay. And then the last one in November of 2011. I just overheard at Wayne215 so that he wants to get a tattoo on his stomach of at Rick Rose rapping for his birthday. Major no homo and pause. So those are a handful of tweets between 2009 and 2011 that Kevin Hart came out and, and and has already apologized for prior to the Jumanji movie, prior to a comedy tour he did in the last couple of years. And again, the second that this is announced, it surfaces that he has to apologize. The, the, the Academy called him and said, look, if you want to host the Oscars, you still want to have it, but you have to apologize. And if you don't, we're going to have to find someone else. And he did an Instagram video, which we're not going to play here, but the summary of it was he said he's not going to apologize anymore. He's addressed this many times in the past. He took himself out of consideration, and he's going to let them find someone else because he doesn't want this to be a cloud hanging over the event. He did eventually, again, for like the 80th time, apologize to the LGBT and, and GLAD, the QA, organization. double A plus. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to add in the rest. And, yeah, so that's that situation. So this guy... Which, you know, even though no one watches the Oscars anymore, it's still a pretty big gig to host the Oscar. That's, that's a pretty impressive thing to put on your resume and definitely going to attract new people to him, especially since he's a comedian. And he's actually funny, unlike a lot of comedians of today, like Amy Schumer. So, fortunately, a lot of people, both celebrities and regular Joe Schmoes, came out in his defense. I wrote an article about this a few days ago on our site again, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com forward slash blog. But Nick Cannon... Who I know, cannot stand. We we both aren't huge fans of Nick Cannon. That's an but understatement. he did an outstanding job yep. of scouring through a bunch of female comedians tweets like Sarah Silverman and Amy Schumer, among others, 
and he Chelsea said Handler, Chelsea Handler. Handler. Yeah, that's that's also garbage. They're all gar. All three of those are complete garbage. And they've said just the same types of things, if not worse. No one batted an eye. Why? Because unlike Kevin Hart, who's a man, they are women. So that's a check off on the intersectional scale. So, and especially now that he's one of the most successful actors and comedians in Hollywood. So, Evan, what are your thoughts on Kevin Hart? And then we're going to get into Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy winner, in a second. Well, basically, Kevin Hart's mistake was that he became too rich and too famous, and he's a man. So, he no longer fits the left's idea of an oppressed minority, because he's not oppressed. Well, no one's oppressed. This is America. We're all free. But he doesn't fit their oppressed minority anymore. So what they had to do was they didn't want him doing this. They probably wanted somebody more radical on the left who's just going to bash Trump the entire time and come up there and be like, we need more gay movies and we need more black movies and blah, 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 blah. So basically what they did was they took him down. Mm-hmm. It's a hit job. That's what yeah. it is. That's what they do. All it is. They do it to everybody. They try to do it to Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Kavanaugh's not a black man, but they try to do it to Kavanaugh. They do these little hit jobs. One, nothing Kevin Hart wrote he needs to apologize for. Mm-hmm. At all. Yeah. Okay? The other thing is, if you're going to do comedy, comedy needs to be equal. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can't just bash conservatives and then the second somebody goes after anybody on the left, it's kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, get rid of him. We can't do this. It has to be the South Park method. Mm-hmm. Either you make fun of everybody and everyone's fair anybody. game or you don't make fun of anyone. Yep. And that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Because then either everyone's offended or you realize, hey, maybe it's not to offend me, but it's just to poke fun at you know stereotypes and do satire on current political figures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it comes from a good hard place. But when you have people like Jon Stewart and... You know, Conan O'Brien and was it Samantha B, who's also tr- complete trash. I don't even understand she sells a show. Her ratings. I don't. I don't get it. Business. I don't understand how any of these people <laughs> on TV. But they can make fun of whoever they want to make fun of, and they can bash people. And you know, you have shows like Big Mouth, which I think is really funny. But they came out and said that uh, ju- former Justice Scalia was a was a closeted homosexual, but with no proof. But if you came out and said anything against anybody else... On the then, left. Yeah, then you're going to get banned. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to get taken down like this. Yeah. So it has to be equal. It's mm-hmm. the South Park method. Either you make fun of everybody, or you make fun of no one. And it's comedy. It's not supposed to be all about politics. Now it becomes all about politics. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. I don't care what you think about Trump. If I, if you want to talk to me about Trump, I'll talk to you about Trump. Sure. But I don't care what Samantha B thinks about Trump. I don't care what Conan O'Brien... Why would I care about any of these people think about yeah. Trump? They're, they're late like, night hosts. They're talk show hosts. Yeah. Their opinion doesn't matter any more than my opinion or Pete's opinion or your opinion if you actually happen to be watching this. Hmm. So, this is... It's all a bunch of whole, complete nonsense. And what he said wasn't even that bad. He no. also got crap because they had a cowboy and Indian themed birthday party for his son... And people start, um, you need to teach your son about history and the massacre of the Native Americans. But it's like, shut up. Just yeah. shut up. It's really he's, ridiculous. He's a kid. Yeah, I mean, you, you want your kids to be exposed to history and certain types of things at some point, but let them have their childhood. Let them have fun. And and to, to your point earlier, and with Nick Cannon too, like Amy Schumer has the most vile and disgusting comedy. Kind of, she's not even funny, first of all. She's no one. She's not funny. It's like, what was her name? Lisa Lampanelli. Mm-hmm. All her jokes were like, oh, my. I About a, sex I, or I taking a, a shit. I took a giant black dick the other day, but my vagina smells like the fucking Louisiana swamp. Like, I mean, actually, I think that one, I just, I just made that up, and I think it was funnier than anything with yeah, Samantha Nelly's ever Yeah, it definitely said. was. So. I almost <laughs> left. 
Whereas whenever I've seen Lisa Lampanelli or Amy Schumer perform, I'm just getting mad because I'm wasting my life away. But yeah, if they can get away with there, it has to be an equal playing field. If they can say stuff like that, so should men. And like Evan said, comedy is meant to push boundaries. I saw Jim Norton in in uh, the city a few weeks back. Nothing he said was politically correct. He didn't talk really about politics until the end, and it was it was. It was a very actually bipartisan type of thing he talked about, the pros and cons of both sides. But the rest of it was completely abhorrent, but it was hilarious because he just let loose, he spoke his mind, and that was funny. Now, let's get into Kyler Murray. So Kyler Murray, for those of you who didn't know, he won the Heisman Trophy this past Saturday, so congratulations to him. He also previously signed a $4.5 million signing bonus with the Oakland A's, and he and Tim Tebow are the only two Heisman Trophy winners to be playing professional baseball right now. Interesting fact. But anyway... So, you would think that a bunch of publications like USA Today, like the writer of the article, Scott Gleason, they would actually commend the kid because he's been an upstanding kid. Even my dad, who knows dick about sports, saw the highlights of the event and saw Murray shaking all the contestants' hands, everyone else up for the Heisman, all the people in the audience, the parents of the other players, whoever else. Like, he literally addressed everybody. He's an upstanding kid. But then Scott Gleason, this reporter... From USA Today, and I use reporter with as many air quotes as humanly possible, brought up three tweets that Kyler Murray made when he was 14. You didn't mishear that? He was 14. This is six years ago. This was, yeah, six or six, I think he might be 21 even. So six or seven years ago, whatever the case may be. No, 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 it was six years ago. It says August 2012. Which is more than a third of his life, if you think about it. Yeah, everyone says stupid shit when they're 14. When I was, I'm 30 now. When I was 20, a third of my life ago, I said a lot more dumb stuff then than I do now. Peter was a liberal. Yes, Peter was a liberal. Until until the last few years. But anyway, let's go into the three tweets that Kyler Murray said, and then we'll dissect why this is just terrible trollery on the part of Scott Gleason on the left. Queers. That was that was the whole tweet. That was number one. Two, I guess YOLO is a trending topic at Marcus. I don't know who Marcus is. It's probably a school high school he went to. Yeah. At um hashtag queers. That's number two. Then at Alec Morris underscore two. Cole is getting salty. He's a queer. Those are the three tweets that everyone is up in arms about. I got these images from Vice because Kyler Murray had the good sense to take these tweets down so that people wouldn't rip on him for months and months and months and months and months to do a hit job. But Evan, this is just another example of a successful guy, you know, Heisman Trophy and a millionaire at the age of 20 or 21, however old he is. He's going to be playing professional baseball. He's not going to the NFL, according to his agent, Scott Boris. But... This is a kid who, by all standards, is an upstanding kid, never got in trouble, and he's a two-sport, extremely talented athlete, like Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders types. So because he's successful and because he's not preaching or doesn't check off enough intersectional boxes, he, like Kevin Hart, is being trolled by the left. And this guy, Scott Gleason, wasted his Saturday night going through this kid's tweets dating back to when he was 14. Six years worth of Twitter. And he was 14. Look, it's one thing if we go back to our tweets when we're in our 20s and our frontal cortex has been formed. Actually, no, it wasn't at that point. But it almost—it was I, almost formed. I don't even think I've tweeted. Oh, no, I tweeted at Jim Leonard when I turned 23. Yeah. But that was... He like, tweeted no. me back. Yes, he did. But aside from that... Accomplishments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's your biggest life That's, accomplishment. That's my biggest social media accomplishment. But, but, but getting back... Even if you went back back to our stuff and brought stuff up, 
Maybe you see that. If you go to a 40-year-old and you go back to when they were 25 or so, maybe you can see that. The kid was 14. The things that I said in my teens, the things that he said in his teens, hey, the things drag, that you don't, said don't drag me in, into this. The things that you said in your teens. Yeah, I'm talking to you, you. The one listening to this episode, you. All right, Peter, you're getting belligerent. All right. The point is that other people, first of all, have said way worse things. Yeah. Josh Allen's tweets that came out last year were way worse. Yes. And was that pitcher in Milwaukee, his tweets were way worse, yes. too. First of all, the term queers, I know he's not using it, he's using it in a derogatory term, hmm. but that is possibly the best possible scenario of him using a term for gay people. Yes. That he possibly could have done, especially at 14. Mm-hmm. Because we all know he could have said fags. He could have said homos. He could have said whole tranny. Bunch, he could have said anything. He could have said a whole bunch right? of worse things. Also, we're not advocating that anyone should be spewing hate speech anywhere or advocating violence against people. But that's not what he's doing. No. He's, make, he's 14 and he's making a commentary on something going on at his school mm-hmm. and someone that he knows. Yeah. That's it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Who cares? The left doesn't want to see anyone succeed. They want everybody to be marginal. That's it. They want everyone right to be at the same spot. Because he is now successful, just like Kevin Hart, oh, we got to knock him down. So we have to do something that's going to negatively affect him. Why? Who cares? I don't care. If Kyler Murray was coming to play for the New York Mets, all I would care about is, is he good at baseball? I don't care what he tweeted when he was 14. It's I don't care what he tweets now. It's, I don't care what anyone, anyone tweets now. Yeah. I'm not even on Twitter. Yeah. I haven't been on Twitter in years. Mm-hmm. The point is that this is what the left does. If they see that you are exceptional or you don't fit their mold, they're going to come after you. Yeah. Which is why we have to stick together. Yeah. We absolutely do. And we have to stand up for people, even if we don't know what Kevin Hart's political ideology is. He's really a lefty. Oh, is he? No. Well... I didn't know. I don't care. He's, he yeah, it doesn't be, matter. Be taken down and like he's that. being ostracized by his own side. And like Evan said, it's because they want that equal that equal marginal line that everybody's at. They don't want anyone to overachieve beyond anybody else. That's just not how human nature works. If we live in a real free market capitalist society, if we live in, a, in the America that we're supposed to live in, there are going to be rich people, there are going to be poor people, there are going to be people in between, and all the way along the spectrum. That's just how it works. Some people get lucky, but most people who are very driven will find the American dream still, despite all the excess of taxation on the state and federal level. But that said, they want to bring these guys down. And they didn't do anything wrong. They've been successful. Nothing. Which Absolutely is why Kevin wrong. Hart was given the Oscar um, host nomination and why Kyler Murray won the Heisman and is already a millionaire and is going to be playing professional baseball next year. So we can't let this happen. We need to stand up for them. And I, I was so glad. I wrote about this in my article. I was so glad to see celebrities and regular people like, and a lot of lefties too, which has been interesting. I mean, Nicole had a great um, a piece that she did earlier today, or I guess when this goes up tomorrow. Actually, maybe it's going to go up tonight. We'll see. But um, she did a great piece on the, the baby it's cold outside conundrum. And even people who have been huge lefties since then are going off and off about how that this is ridiculous and this is really stepping past the line. This is the direction the left wants to go in. Some of us saw it earlier than others. Some of us never saw the left's point of view. But we need to stick together. We need to stand up for these people when it matters most. Do you want to get into the funny PETA things before we sign Yes, up? let's do the PETA thing. All right. Because so, PETA is the worst part of anything that has ever existed. Well, here's the first thing. I don't remember what the actual statistic was, but it was exceptionally high. A lot of, most of the animals that PETA saves, like a vast majority, are put down. 
So they they preach that they are all pro animal, and yet they kill almost more people than many shelters. But they they care more about animals than they do about people. People yeah. don't understand this. Well, they, they pretend to. It's it's just it's all ridiculous nonsense, yeah. and it's all it's all just to make them feel like they're so self righteous. Yes. So in part of this self righteousness, they they printed an article at the end of last week. Ooh, can I read the harmful? Sure. No, so you read the harmful, I read the helpful. Yes. All right, so I'm actually on the article on PETA.org right now. I'm not going to link to it because I don't want you to waste your brain cells. We're already wasting hours to bring this to you. We should be eating bacon right now. That's what we <laughs> should be doing. <laughs> We're going to go into uh, all of these things. So these are sayings, you know, that are against animals in their view. And here are the better ways to say So Evan's going to say what's being said today and what they want people to say today going into tomorrow. And so remember, Evan, anytime anyone really wants you to say something, don't say it. No. Because then they win. Yes. All right. Harmful. Kill two birds with one stone. Helpful. Feed two birds with one scone. All right. <sighs> next. Harmful. Let the cat out of the bag. Which, that, wait, that doesn't seem harmful at all. No. You're letting the cat out of the bag. Yeah, that's actually helping the cat. Helpful. Spill the beans. You shouldn't spill beans. That's a waste of food. Yeah, it's, it's Peter is just dumb. Yeah. Next. Harmful. Take the bull by the horns. That isn't always... It's not always... You're just bad. steering the bull with yeah. the horn so you don't get gored. That's yeah. a good thing. Helpful. Take the flower by the thorn. That's dangerous. Thorns can cut you. Well, I mean, so is taking a bull by the horns. Flowers are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Harmful. Be the guinea pig. Helpful. Be the test tube? What? Oh my god. god. Harmful. Hold your horses. Helpful. Hold the phone. What's wrong with holding horses? I don't understand what's... like. Some of these aren't even against animals. I don't even know some of these. This is ridiculous. I only heard some of the most outrageous ones. Open a can of worms. Open Pandora's box. Some of these things are already said. It's just different ways. This this is the one that made me so angry. Here we are. Bring home the bacon. Bring home the bagels. First of all, bagels, very bad for you. Yeah. I mean, bacon, as delicious. long as it's organic and uncured, very yeah. good for you. And delicious. And, yeah, straight delicious. All right. Harmful. Beat a dead horse. I mean, that is kind it's of... Already, no, it's already dead. Yeah, but it's... The horse is already dead. What? I don't understand. Yeah. Now... He's already dead. Yeah. So, there's no harm in beating a dead horse. It's not hurting the animal anymore. The animal's dead. I guess. Then they say feed a fed horse is the... Well, that's actually more dangerous because if you overfeed the horse, he can get sick and then die. And then you have to beat him after he's dead. (laughs) All right. More than one way to skin a cat. More than one way to peel a potato? Um, How are you going to remember these things? uh, That's too much. All right, let's do one more. I can't take this. Put all your eggs in one basket. What's wrong with putting eggs in a basket? Oh, they don't want people eating eggs because it's a baby chicken, but they'll let you abort... It's not a baby chicken yet. They'll let you abort a baby, but they don't want you eating eggs. Mm. This is the logic of the left. This is a double... Killing babies is fine. No, this is the biggest double standard out of all of them, in my opinion. Because it's not... they're, They're all live animals leading up to this. So maybe you can see a little sliver of their point, but this... And then their helpful thing, sorry, was put all your berries in one bowl. I don't eat berries. Yeah, I, I rarely. I eat, eat eggs. eggs. Yeah, I, we all eat eggs. I don't eat berries. God. Anyway, guys, so if you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> do us a favor, and there's two ways that you can help us out. So in the new year, and and this week included, and leading up to the new year, we're gonna be bringing you more and more content. So we're gonna do at least three, upwards of nine posts a day of original content, blogs, audio recordings, videos like this. 
you name it, some funny memes. So you definitely want to check that out. If you know anybody who would be interested in this episode, please give it a like, a five-star review, comment below if you can on the platform you're watching or listening to this on, and follow us on social media. Evan's going to read a laundry list of that afterwards. There's two ways you can help us out. So if you want us to improve the frequency and the quality with which we do this, you can do that in two ways. One, go to our website, empirestickconservativenetwork.com forward slash store. We have some awesome merch. We just put up a new sweater that says identity politics sucks. It's great. It has that donkey right there. Right there on the back. Yeah. You want a donkey on your sweatshirt. So you want to check that Look out. Look how happy the donkey is. He has blue hair and a pink hat. Yeah, that's feminism for you. And then we're gonna do and then another way that you can help us is to donate. So you can either do a one-time donation or you can donate to us on a monthly basis, five, ten, twenty dollars, depending on which donation you pick. If you're doing the monthly, we'll get you more and more perks, obviously, the more that you pay. You can find out more about those or make a one-time donation, like I said, by going to EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com forward slash donate. So for that, I'm Pete. This is Evan. We are signing off. We're going to come back at you later in the week. Until then, enjoy the rest of the night. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. It's Evan with Empire State Conservatives Network. Just a reminder to check us out on our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com or Patreon at Patreon.com slash EmpireStateConservativeNetwork. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash EmpireStateConservatives. On Twitter at EmpireStateCons. Instagram at GetRedPilledNY. And on YouTube. Make sure that if you like our stuff to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.